I'm Michael Kist of Bleeding Green Nation, and I invite you, gentle listener, to join us for the best analysis of the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles in the business. BGN Radio provides you with the most informative preview shows, and the Kist and Solak show dives deep into all the schemes and X and O details you could ever want. Plus discussions with the industry's brightest minds, including former NFL players, and press conferences from the Eagles coaching staff to keep you up to date and informed every step of the way. Subscribe to Bleeding Green Nation today. Fly, Eagles, fly. This is Fly Purbly with Steve Jaco and Craig Forsyth, who don't even think their past selves, told by their future selves, would have believed that Vegas would make the Stanley Cup final. Seriously, what the hell? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm kind of fucking tired of the lighting, honestly. Bunch of, bunch of fucking nobody losers. Like, they... Okay, so the last three years now, they reached the Stanley Cup Finals in 2015, were up 2-1, lost. Lost the last three games, lost the Blackhawks. Weren't massively outskilled, like, pretty evenly skilled, pretty close series, could have easily won it, lost. 2016, up 3-2 against the Penguins in the Eastern Conference Final. Pretty equally skilled as the Penguins. Go home for Game Six, lose lose Game Seven on the road. This year, up three to two against the Capitals, and uh, don't score a goal in the Game Six or Game Seven to lose the series. Uh, a bunch of fucking choke artists, and uh, they seem to always falter in the biggest spotlight, and nobody talks about it. Because Stamkos is Canadian, I think that's it. I don't know. Like they they've been doing this for years, though. They're slowly becoming the the new Capitals where they're the best or one of the best teams in the conference and they fall flat on their face. And each year it's a team that we want them to beat and they lose to. Craig, you're finally fighting the good fight and taking down the Tampa Bay lightning. Like everybody's been asking for. (laughs) Everybody said, you know what? We're tired of the lightning shit. I said, guys, I got this. And I think last night just clicked. I was like, they're a bunch of fucking hacks and they, they're never going (laughs) to, They're never gonna win it. You know. You know what's gonna happen. You know when they're gonna finally break through the Eastern Conference seal, like they or win the cup, I should say, is when they have to play the Flyers in the Eastern Conference final. That'll well, be yeah, the, and we've also been there. Yeah, we've been there. Yeah, that's the only. Yeah, so fuck them. That's another reason I hate them. Right. Fuck them. Yeah. Marty St. Louis, Vinny LeCavier, which yeah. Yeah, screw that guy for multiple reasons. Yeah, we gotta hear about how they're a deep team and how oh, Arsman's a great GM for. Drafting all these losers that don't know how to win when it comes down to it. Like, I don't want to hear it anymore. Like they, they always fucking choke. They've choked for three years now. I, like if they get to the Eastern Conference Final next year and they lose to the, uh, I don't know, if they lose to the Islanders before they go on to win the Cup. Do we have to hear about how great the Lightning are for the whole entire off season? I don't really want to. Like I, oh, also the one year they didn't, uh, twenty seventeen, they didn't make it because everybody was injured because they all don't know how to take care of themselves. So this team is fucking stupid, and I hate the Lightning. And uh, yeah, I, I hate the Lightning more than if they're getting up there with Tam- or, uh, Pittsburgh for me now. That's how much you're, I you're you're coming out swinging tonight, pal. Yeah, I'm bitter. I'm 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 tired of everybody being happy for the Caps. Is where it comes down to. And I think, I mean, I'll probably end up being happy for Ovechkin when they finally do win. But I'm just 
Uh, I, I just wanted to see Jets and Lightning. That's all. That would that series, that final would have been nuts, and instead we're gonna get a, a trap fest with two to one, one nothing games, because uh, Jonathan Marchessault or Kyle Miller is gonna score a goal like three minutes in each game, and then Flurry's gonna stand on his head, and make like forty seven saves a night. <laughs> I, I I love this. I this love pissed off Greg so much. I just but, I, uh, I, no, I, I hear you. I hear you yeah. because Jets Lightning would have been phenomenal. It would have been just you know five to four, six to five kind of games, like just high scoring, high intensity. And instead, we're just gonna get you know Flurry standing on his head, Holpe standing on his head, probably a bunch of two to one games. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, and we're going to have to uh, get all the Belmar hot takes. Sealski will have an article about uh, how the Flyers should catch Belmar. Um, we'll get a bunch of stuff. Oh, George when, Vegas, when Vegas wins, by the way, that's my bold prediction. When Vegas wins, the hot Belmar takes are going to just sear our eyeballs. Yeah. We're going to lose all vision due to these hot, red hot, Belmar takes. Yeah. Which, by the way, I guess, I mean, should we do it already? Like, should we do the Bell Watch? We're going gonna to do Bell Watch right out of the gate, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, uh, oh my God, who tweeted at us the uh, for whom the Bell Belmar tolls? Oh my God. Oh my God. That was, yeah. I'm going to queue, I'm going to bring that up first before I queue up our music. That was uh, Drewski0806. Okay. Yeah. That was Except a... this time, Steve will have to pipe in with. For whom the Belmar told. So you know what? Yeah, we'll mix it up a little bit in honor of uh, Just Blair Pierre Edward Belmar finally getting on the board. Although I should be, I should be a little careful because Metallica has been known to be very, very contentious with uh, with internet oh, use yeah. of their music. Yeah, you don't. R.I.P. Wanna... Napster. Yeah, I was gonna say you don't want to take a nap on them not listening to you and finding out about the. Uh... Oh, that was a rough one. I don't even know. I, Steve, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. I, You're I think just I've, so filled with rage right now I've over got, the Cavs making the Easter or making the Stanley Cup final. I've gotten, I think when it comes to the predictions, I've gotten four of the last six wrong. And like, I don't think I've made, like, I, I thought they were going to be like runaway picks. Like, I, I didn't, I don't know how it was not Jets Lightning here. I mean, I understand now because the Lightning are a bunch of no good bums, and they're going to be the new Capitals, and they're just always going to choke when it matters. <laughs> I get, I get that part. I just, I thought the Jets were going to have too much skill for the Knights, but the Knights just suffocate any, uh, I guess, any skill set. Yeah, how long before we start calling the Knights the new like Jersey Devils? Yeah, the new uh, speed. The new New Jersey Devils. Twenty eighteen. Yeah. <laughs> New squared Jersey Devils. I I, I don't know. I, I mean, if they shut down the Cavs, they'll probably start calling them that. Cavs are going to win, though. Yeah, I mean, they're going to do it. They, oh, yeah? I, I think, I'm I, not really trusting any of your opinions after oh, you just no. said how poorly your last few predictions went. That, yeah, that's fine. I, I've picked against the Cavs the entire postseason. I'm going to now pick them to win if nobody sees what I'm doing here. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. So Cavs are going to win. Uh, gonna say seven games, and I'm gonna say that game seven is gonna go to two overtime. So Vashkin's gonna score the game winner. So again, first time I'm picking the Caps to win in any of their four series, and uh, so the Caps are gonna do it. Caps are gonna win the cup. The Caps are gonna totally win the cup. You know what's really terrible about this too <laughs> is either the Caps win or Vegas wins, and Pittsburgh acts like 
that's a victory for them. Yeah, see, and, like, I think Charlie brought that up, but, like, at the same time, like, who fucking cares? Like, it, like I like I get it. it like, Pittsburgh's going to be happy for Flurry, but at the same time, they all look like fucking idiots still. I don't know. It's never I, stopped it, them before. I mean, they yeah. put French fries and coleslaw on their sandwiches. Yeah, they put French fries on every food and on the man, so I don't. French fry sundaes, French fry omelets. I just pictured somebody waking up in the morning and just like grabbing a bowl of cereal and then being like, ah, I need to put some French fries in here. Let's dunk French fries and milk into the cereal. Well, you know, the they Pittsburgh. have French fry flavored Honey Nut Cheerios or French fry flavored Cheerios, rather. What, what do you think like a cool night in Pittsburgh is? Like they just drink, just like bring like beers onto one of the yellow bridges and it just mash french fries into it and chug it is that like a cool time on a friday night in pittsburgh i i can verify that i've been to pittsburgh a couple times uh, i can verify this is exactly what happens to the t okay i was making sure I, I don't know what else happens in that city but yeah i mean they usually just yell out like big ben's the best even though he's got questionable moral character by questionable <laughs> i mean awful and uh then they say one for the thumb three pete and vomit uncontrollably. You know, you know what? Um, you know what's going to be a lot of fun to do in Tampa Bay this year because they should have a lot of it going on down there. Is uh, they should there should be a lot of CPR classes. So next year when the Lightning choke again, uh, the the fans will be able to revive the team, and uh, it won't be you know it won't be the worst thing when they see their team lose to. I don't fucking know who do we not want to see win next year. Uh, feel like the well like the rangers are in the rebuild the islanders were kind of close to me i'm gonna say the islanders make it next year because fuck it that all depends so you're fully saying johnny t's going back there then no that doesn't even matter i mean this was like the worst caps team this is the worst construction and an expansion vegas knights team made of castoffs from every other team in the nhl yeah like this caps team like honestly going back to 2007 2008 the first year when they actually made it and were considered to be the caps I, this has to be one of the worst teams constructed in that time span. Fucking Craig, what's Tom the Wilson lesson? Devonte Smith, Pelly are key players on this team. Nothing against exactly. Devonte Smith, Pelly, but like, is like he, like really, like Laura Zeller is a key guy on this team. Are we serious? Craig, not Cherry here. Craig, there's a lesson to be learned there. Let me <laughs> tell you, you need tough guys. You need toughness. I yeah, I guess. Or just Ovechkin because Nets all playing out of their minds. I no, like, it's tough, guys. It's it's they they got the toughness now, and and they got over the hump because they're tough. How many how many desks do you think were flipped at the hockey news headquarters when Ovechkin scored the opening goal last night? Like, do you think Ken Campbell just like just like screamed as loud as he possibly could when Ovechkin nailed <laughs> that? <laughs> just like fuck! I just watched Ovechkin rip one home. Like, yeah, so many. So many narratives were just thrown. Well, they're not thrown away yet because they still have a chance to lose. But it's going to be great when if they lose and he has like nine points in the finals. Like the Knights win in five games, but Ovechkin has like three goals and six assists. And they're just like, well, going to come through when it mattered. You know what I mean? He's no he's no Crosby. He wasn't born in Canada, so we can't give him a free pass like Stamkos. You know, he's got he's to earn his way there. And uh Right, if he was born in Canada, they could just hail him all day and say, yeah. you know, Ovechkin's one of the all-time greats. Yeah, I, I wonder, I, I mean, I guess they're eventually going to blame it on, like, Hedman and Vasilevsky for the Lightning continuously choking in the playoffs, but, you know, we'll see. Oh, Kucherov's also Russian, yeah. It'll be Kucherov. A lot of Russians on that team. I think that's uh, 
a lack of a lack of character on that yeah. team, a lack of toughness. I, I agree. I think that's what it comes down to. I mean, they're they're lacking something. Obviously, they don't have the uh, you know the fortitude or the the balls to actually like win a key series. So I think that's what it is. Tom Wilson for Hedman. It's obvious. I think you got to do it. And knowing how hockey works, it'll fucking pay off. Because who cares and who knows? Oh man, I just had a a terrible thought, and now I need to go to Cap Friendly to see if. <laughs> Well, what, do, you, do you have any clue where my head is at right now? Uh, Tom Wilson from McDonald. No, no, no. That even Washington's not dumb enough to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, no. No, 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 no. I'm thinking about first. I'm just gonna, I gotta find the Washington Capitals on Cap Friendly. Okay, I found them. Let's go down. Let's see how many years Mister Wilson's got left. Oh no, Tom Wilson's an RFA. Yeah. I guess it's time to give Tom Wilson. Oh, who's oh, that you know guy? Gonna, you know what's going to happen this year with the cap, like this off season with the caps, right? They're losing Carlson. Well, yeah. Like yeah, they're going to lose Carlson because they're going to opt to pay. Like they're going to give Tom Wilson money. I think they they're going to give like, Tom Wilson money, but I'm saying like, who was the guy that Jersey had a few years ago, who was a, a goon until he had this just amazing year and got a huge contract from the Leafs. David Clarkson. David Clarkson. David Clarkson. That's what I'm trying to say. I think Tom Wilson's going to get that David Clarkson special. Even though he did not have 30 goals. Like, D- David Clarkson was admittedly a bad contract, but at least he had a 30 goal season. Yeah. I think- he might not get that high, but yeah. I have a feeling Tom Wilson's getting oh, a much higher contract than he deserves. He's, uh, he is. And he's going to get enough where they, the Caps have to trade somebody else or just lose Carlson in free agency, which is fascinating. Carlson had a monster year like that. I think that was kind of the worst thing that could have happened for the Caps this year was he had a monster year because now they have to, now they're going to have to actually give him some serious money. And I, I think they got else... three more years of Matt Niskanen at five, seven, five. See, Matt Niskanen is better than, I don't know if he's, he's not worth that money, but he, like, he's fine. He's a good defenseman. Yeah, Bro- yeah. Brooks Orpik is a problem. I mean, he makes a ton of money, right? Yeah, but he's uh he's only got one more year. Oh, he's got one more year. Okay. Um, he's who are thirty-seven their, though. Who are their RFAs? I know they have to like pay somebody else a decent amount of money too. That's going to take up that. Uh, like they're losing players and they have to give some RFAs some extra money. So RFAs. They, they have Devonte Smith, Pelly. Okay. Tom Wilson, Travis Boyd, and Madison Bowie. Okay, so maybe and Grubauer. Yeah, so Gerbao, you probably have to give a little bit of money to. I don't think a ton, but because he's going to be the backup. You know, there's this guy in Philadelphia who just got a new trainer who used to play in Washington, and I think he'd be a perfect fit. Brian Elliott. Yep, I know exactly who you're talking about. Of That's course, good. of course. You know, We all know Brian Elliott used to play for the Capitals and yeah. just got a new trainer. Maybe. You know, maybe Michael Neuverth. Michael Neuverth. They. Like they, I, the Caps have to get rid of some people. Maybe they actually do get rid of Grubauer. Maybe they send Grubauer uh, up on ninety-five for, uh, say, Andrew McDonald, a team that's in a cap crunch, trading for Andrew McDonald services. Yes, I think it's. Oh happening. yes. <laughs> it's, well, you you get solid effort night in night out. He knows how to bring the kids along. What more could you ask for? I mean, good play in general, but uh, yeah, those things are those things are. I'm going to pretend they're just as nice as good play. 
But uh, anything to help uh, get Mac out of town. Uh, maybe trade him to the Lightning. Because, uh, you know, they need something. Headman for Amac. Who actually, says no? No, actually, they need some. They need some offense because they didn't score a goal in the last eight periods, nine periods of that, <laughs> or seven periods of that series. So against the Caps. Yeah, but shout out to John Cooper for playing fucking Ryan Callahan, Chris Kunitz, and Cedric McKinnon thirty minutes a night. It really paid off. Really worked well. God, I don't want to like break gangbusters. <laughs> like gangbusters. <laughs> I just want to punch wall. I just want to punch holes in all my walls. It's pretty much what, like I just want to walk around my house and just punch shit left and right. While listening to the Limp Biscuit classic, break <laughs> stuff. Okay, Fred Durst comes out. Or we've already talked about Fred Durst on this podcast, I believe. And that's once too many. Well, once too many. Way too many. He He's from Florida, right? From Florida, just What's like it? Tampa Bay. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think it's Jacksonville, right, or something? Yeah, probably. Way too much information about, about Fred Durst. Will, William Frederick Fred Durst <laughs> is an American musician and film director. He spent his formative years playing in a number of local bands in Jacksonville, Florida, Boo. while mowing lawns and working as a tattoo I artist for financial support. That, by the way, that was the least surprising <laughs> sentence in the history of mankind. Lawnmower, lawn... <laughs> mowing lawns and uh, tattoo specialist. The only part that was surprising in that entire thing I read was film director. Yeah, that is kind of surprising. I really wonder what... Uh, you know what? I don't want to think about it. I don't, I don't want to know what kind of film... Yeah, I could just keep reading this page, and that's the rest of the podcast. We could read the whole formation of Limp Biscuit, and then... <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> mainstream success and controversies. Um, film career... Who do you, so for the cup though? Who who you Limp taking? Biscuit reunion. You taking uh you taking the Golden Knights or the uh, the Caps? I'm going with the Knights, man. I'm not, Knights. the Knights have every time I thought Knights can't do it again. Nah, nah, no way. They've proved me wrong. I am fully on board with the Knights winning in the least spectacular fashion possible. Yeah, I think I I think the Knights will do it, but I have to pick the Caps because I, I need I need the. I, I can't pick against. If I pick against the Caps and they win the four series that I pick against them, and I'm gonna like I I, I can't look that subjective. <laughs> I guess <laughs> even though like honestly, I mean they weren't. I I mean they could have lost that series to the Blue Jackets, and this is the first time they were beating the Penguins. So I just uh, yeah, I'm going with the Caps in seven. Uh, go. I'm gonna go. I'm going with the Knights in six. Yeah, I I mean the Knights. It, it, the first couple of games will tell us what's going to happen in that series. If the Knights just come out and do their usual thing, like I think, like I feel like the Jets have more firepower than the Caps do offensively, and they they do. I mean, they just shut them down. They just took away everything. I, I the don't know. saves that Flurry were ma- making was just were they were just disgusting. Yeah, disgusting saves. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, I think it was or, there. There was a two shot sequence uh, with Shifley that Flurry was just making these just ridiculous saves. I, I can't, I still can't get over it. Yeah, I had a diving save from a shot in the slot. Yeah. Yeah, he was over. Uh, is he your Smythe? I mean, he's got to be the Smythe if the Knights win, but he he might be uh, He might be pushing into the Hextall territory where uh, if he plays phenomenal in this series and they somehow lose, it's still, uh, he still gets it. 
but I he's think he's my con Smythe. Unless the caps come out and just blow him out in the series, then obviously yeah. it can't be him. But who, if it, uh, if the Cavs win, who are you giving it to? Got to be Ovi, right? It's got to be Ovechkin. I think it's got to be like it's him, unless Brian Holpe stands on his head a bunch. But I don't. It see. could be Holpe. It yeah. could be Holpe, but I, I really think it's going to be Ovi if it comes yeah. down. To I don't know who, like. I can't even think of anybody else like Kuznetsov and Carlson have been really good players, but I don't know a way they would leapfrog uh, both Ovechkin and Holpe. And then for the Knights, like I, the only other guy, the only other two guys I can think of for the Knights right now are Marcheseau and maybe uh, Tuck. But I like if either of them win it somehow over Flurry, I'd be astounded. I, I think it's I think it's Flurry's. They... It's got to be Flurry, and yeah. if you look at Ovi's numbers in these playoffs, he's got uh, twelve goals, ten assists, twenty-two points in nineteen games played. That's that's real nice. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty ridiculous. But okay, so um, here's a question I've been thinking about too with Vetchkin. His first year, like the Cavs' first year when they were competitive with Vetchkin was two thousand seven, two thousand eight, ten years ago. If Vetchkin was in Philadelphia. Do you think he's even on the team at this point? With Paul Holmgren as GM? With like nah. how with like how they lost in the playoffs, the you know, like the ways they lost and everything. Do you think he would have stuck around for ten years in Philadelphia? Probably not. I I, I don't think so. Like I think given also just the, the media atmosphere here I was gonna in say, Philly and, there would be yeah. so many Sealski and like Mike Missolini, Mike Missanelli uh, takes it. <laughs> Missanelli. Mike Mussolini. <laughs> that, was a, that was a slip of the, that was a Freudian slip, I guess. <laughs> Mike Mussolini. That's amazing. Oh, Mike, that made my entire day. Uh, Mike Missanelli. Mike Missanelli takes just like, yeah, we had Drew finish second in the league with 102 points, and we got questions about whether or not we should trade him or trip him to the sea. Like, yeah, you strip them of the sea, have a, a full ceremony at yeah. center ice to start the season where they they tear it off violently and patch it onto Amax sweater. Oh, God. Yeah. I love Bobby Clark. <laughs> Get the cameras in here. But like, honestly, I think I I, I think they would have traded him. I feel like he would have been traded after the 2010 season when they lost to the Canadians. Oh, like Especially considering fun. Paul Holmgren would have been his GM. Yeah, I think he would have been uh, think it would have been done. Would have been out of there. Um, my like the only other thing I can really think about for the the cup too is like, do you? I know we already touched on him. Uh, do you? Like, do you care at all about Belmar in this series? I really don't. No. Yeah, like I like I know some people are like trying to make it a a thing i guess but like i just i mean even if he is that guy who stands in the darkness (laughs) i just like i'm not bitter about him leaving obviously a pretty pumpy left and also i like it's not i have no emotion towards belmar whatsoever right like he's not like even an impact player he's on the fourth line for this team i and he had 16 points this year like who cares who like cares? He's, not... he's a fourth liner. It's like if Ryan White was on a friggin' yeah. cup run, except Ryan White was more fun because he fought dudes and was stupid. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. And he also scored a little. Oh, goals God, I hope Ryan White's listening right now. He will fight <laughs> me and kill me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think Ryan, Ryan White's not listening to the podcast. What do you think Ryan White's doing right now? 
I think he's he's got to be. Oh God, what is Ryan Whitetail? I don't want to say. Probably drinking some beers. Probably hanging out with Fred Durst. Honestly, he looks like he probably is hanging out with Fred Durst. <laughs> like that's like ideally what it looks like he'd be doing, or like I don't know, like wearing Janko jeans somewhere, or like that. <laughs> like something like that. He's got that the, face. They're rolling, just, like, rolling, rolling, rolling. What? Yeah, he's got a he's got the face of a guy that would like peak in high school in the 1990s. That's what it looks like. <laughs> well, he looks like Spicoli. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, man. But yeah, it's uh No, I, I don't give a shit about Belmar. Yeah, I, mean, I don't give a shit at all. And I was like just flabbergasted when the Flyers played the Knights and he's like, I'm gonna show the Flyers exactly why they should have protected me. Okay. They were gonna protect you. Okay. Yeah, and the Flyers then the Flyers blast him in that game. Or was that the game that the the Nets? I think that was the one they, they barely won. Oh, okay. Um But still like yeah, it's yeah. just like I don't know. It just seemed like this really like just dumb sound clip from Belmar. You knew your role when you were here. You knew you were nothing more than a fourth liner and a yeah. penalty killer. Like there's oh, no, yeah. we're under no illusions here. You're not yeah. a 20 plus point per season player, which by the way, 20 points is not a ton. No. Oh no, not at all. No, it's a pathetic amount. I, I just know there's going to be, like some, like Carcini or Donlin or somebody's gonna pump out some bullshit about how the Flyers. Carcini, Carcini's already gotten written in his drafts. Okay, he's <laughs> it's half written. Yeah, I'm just uh, it's just like any you know, like usually if it was a thing where there's like a, a modicum of truth to it, you'd be like, all right, well, like I guess, but like I just man, this I, isn't this is not should have kept Gagne. This is not should have yeah. kept Richards Carter. It's none of that. Yeah, it's it, not even like it's it's Belmar. Come on. Yeah, it really can't. Yeah, like it's not like if the Flyers kept Belmar, they would have beaten the Penguins magically in that series. Which, by the way, again, the Flyers weren't going to win that series, guys. I'm sorry to say. Yeah, or it's not like the Penguins should have kept Flurry. Like I think that the the Penguins and the, the Panthers should feel the well not. The Panther, or the Penguins shouldn't feel the, the worst about this run. The Panthers should feel fucking stupid about this run. Oh yeah. Like I, man, I'll, I'll never forget Dale Talon said in like, oh, I want to say like November. It felt good to be back. Like it, like he's just happy he's back and this team's like back to competing or whatever. And it's like this. I mean, seems pretty fucking bad. Like they, I'm so happy they missed the playoffs because I, I was not ready for all the Dale Talon pieces. I kind of wanted to see him about like, you know, like the, the old school hockey writers giving him credit for the overcoming the analytics uh, tyranny down in Florida and still making us a playoff team while Vegas was marching to the Stanley Cup with the uh, with their Smith. former coach. Yeah, Riley Smith, uh, Jonathan Marchessault, and Gerard Gallant <laughs> leading the way. So. Gallant, who couldn't even get taxi fare. Yeah, the cab. Uh, we we got to come up with a good name for Gerard Gallant. The I, I don't even. There's got to be something related with the taxi driver, obviously. But it, we'll, we'll have to think about it and come back to it. Yeah, next be, be sure to send any suggestions to the Fly Burberry Twitter. Yeah. The fair Gerard, the fair Gallant. Nah, I got nothing. <laughs> got nothing. Do you remember? Did you ever play a what was that game? Crazy Taxi Driver on Sega Dreamcast. Yeah, yeah, I played. I that. think that was the only good game that happened to Sega Dreamcast, right? 
Oh, some people are going to consider that a hot take. I can't think of a good one, but, you know, people really love the Dreamcast, Greg. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I... It's pretty old. I mean, I, mean, I can't cra- think of Crazy other. Taxi was a good time. Or, you know, you can, I can also think of when you'd hijack a taxi in Grand Theft Auto and... Yeah, yeah, fucking around in Grand Theft Auto was, a, it was an all-time classic, just going around trying to get as many stars as you can. Like, not caring at all about the uh, the game modes, just pretty much going around punching people in the face. That was a pretty good time. Did you, ever, did you ever get in the cab, though, and actually try to, like, do a cab fare? In Grand Theft Auto? Yeah, because no. that's a thing you can do. No, I did not. A fun thing to do, though, is to do that and then start speeding and make the guy all nervous and bail. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, I never did. Also, to start driving someone along, stop the car, get out, open the car door, and then beat the guy up and take his money. <laughs> this is, you know what? I'm glad we started talking about video games because we have a perfect segue here, Steve, to a topic I wanted to discuss. Segue. Maybe not in the order, but uh, I mean, it's definitely worth talking about. Uh, apparently, on the 31 Thoughts podcast last week, uh, Jeff Merrick. Uh, dropped way too many details about a potential prospect who is ruining their NHL chances by playing too many video games. Uh, and I will I will now read you the blurb that somebody transcribed here. Uh, quote, on video games, and I'm not going to say the player's name, I really doubt he's going to make it to the NHL, and it's because of a video games addiction, to the point where his junior general manager told me that They've had him go to counseling over it because he'll play until all hours of the night and into the morning, and then I'll have no energy the next day. Like, he'll be a write-off. And it is that bad. He has the compulsion for playing video games until all hours. I swore that I wouldn't say the player's name, but it's unfortunate. He's a recent first-round draft pick. Very, very, very prominent NHL team. Will probably never play in the NHL because of a video game addiction. Now. Two two things here. Number one, this sounds like me at my first post-college job. Yeah, of course. It sounds and, like me now, but continue. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, this reminds me a lot of there's this uh, Arrested Development bit where somebody's got uh, a sponsor and it's like a famous like AA sponsor. Like it's an AA sponsor, but it's a, a famous person. And she's like, OK, so I can't say who it is, but he was on night court and he wasn't <laughs> full or Harry Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much, yeah, that's the thing. He's like, look, I can't say their name, but here's where they grew up. Here's what slot they were selected in. Uh, here's their professional team they're going to play for if they make it to the NHL. And here's their first name. It's like, well, you kind of. Here's uh, his home address. Yeah. Here is his uh, his skate size. <laughs> here's his first name. Uh, here's the junior team he plays for. Here's his last name. I'm not going to give his name away, though, all right? I can't. Look, I cannot give his middle name away. That would be entirely too invasive yeah like i love america but he, he definitely fucked up here um but since looking at that uh i you know i went back apparently he received the information six months to 12 months ago so it, it's not the assumption is it's, it's nobody in the 2017 draft 2015 draft in the first round everybody's played except for jacob Zaboral and zachary senishin who are both bruins draft picks but Seneshin is in the AHL, and I think Zabor was in the AHL this season too. So they don't, they're not, nobody needs to worry about them with a junior. Uh, the 2016 teams are players that have players that were in junior this season. 
I believe these were the guys. I'll have to look up uh, the last two. But Ole Ulevi, who Merrick was called out on a bunch today and actually came out and admitted it's not him. So he's out. That leaves five other guys. Uh, and one of them is Logan Stanley, who's a pretty big defenseman for the Winnipeg in the Winnipeg Jets system. Dennis Chalowski, who is a defenseman in the Red Wing system. German Rupsoff. The germ? The germ. Because uh, he didn't have, uh, maybe not the strongest uh, QMJHL season. And maybe it's because he's been uh, playing Fortnite too much. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe that's why. Uh, the germ. Think... Addicted to for- for Fortnite. Yeah. Then the other two were Lucas Johansson for the Cavs and Trent Frederick for the Bruins. I missed the part about the junior GM. So I have to look up. Those are the five guys I saw that did not play in the, like haven't played in the NHL yet. If Lucas Johansson and uh, Trent Frederick have played in the a- AHL so far, then they're they're not really considered either. But um, can you imagine just having your video game habits affect your NHL career? Like, that, yeah, affect you potentially making millions of dollars? Yeah, like that's insane to me. Like I, I, like, I get a new game. Still. Yeah. Yeah. I get a new game. I get obsessed for a short period of time for sure. Yeah. Uh, not as frequently as I used to, but it happens still. And, but I just can't fathom a life where I'm making that choice that, you know, I could be training hard to make millions of dollars playing the game I love, but man, I got to scratch that itch. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the thing is uh by the way they both played uh they both are going to play in the AHL next season. So it's really just down to those three, Stanley, Chelowski, and Rupsoft. They're going to play Fortnite in the AHL next season. <laughs> hey. <laughs> that's the thing is uh you know, like I'll play, you know, I'll fuck around with graffiti games a lot right now, but also um you know, my job kind of sucks. I don't really need to pay attention at it. I'm not playing with the potential of going to the NHL, I'm just going to go sit at the desk a nice day. So, you know, if I'm sleeping at my desk, it's not a big deal, but you know, if you're not energized and ready to go practice, it can definitely, uh, mess up, mess up your really, career path. I'm really glad I'm not your boss. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh, Craig's asleep. It's fine. He's playing video games. I understand. Yeah. Let's play Fortnite. It's all good. Uh, I am just like, I'm still like, man, I still can't believe Merrick gave away that many details for the. He could have just thought that a potential NHL prospect is potentially ruining his career with a video game addiction. Right, there is a ton of room to and be he, big there. Yeah, and then he just went, just went way too far. Just like said, I don't know. That's his favorite food is chicken fingers. <laughs> I'm not gonna say his name is Smenis Bolowski, but it's pretty close to it. So just that's up. He needs he needs the sound of whales to go to sleep. <laughs> I'm not gonna say his name is Merman Boopsoff, but it's look, it's gonna be pretty close. So uh, it might be him with the video game. I'm not gonna say who he is, but he was tra- he was drafted by a team whose name rhymes with liars. <laughs> oh man, that's pretty. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's millennial culture. Just, uh, you know, playing all these video games, letting it ruin your lives. Remember back in my day, I used to put in a hard 10 hours of work every single day doing blue collar, blue collar shit and helping this country survive. But now 
all these kids want to play their Fortnites and their <laughs> Twitches and their Snapchats and their. Stumbling. You know, I remember back in my day when I'd be late to work for playing video games, but it wouldn't be broadcast to the internet. <laughs> yeah. I definitely, at my shitty high school job, showed up late a couple times because, like, I think I was playing a Final Fantasy game at the time where I was just like, I gotta beat this fucking boss. And I just <laughs> obsessed over it. I was like an hour late or something. I'm just like, yeah, the bus wasn't running. That was it. <laughs> Definitely wasn't trying to beat this big dragon worm thing on a spaceship. <laughs> not uh, not because of video games, but I the, the summer before I went away to college, I, I delivered pizzas because I was the coolest fucking kid ever. And Every single day I worked, my shift started. Yeah, I got a license. <laughs> yeah, I could drive, whatever. Uh, every single day my sh- shift started at 2 whenever I worked. I lived literally right around the corner from the, the pizza place. I want to say I showed nice up. Nice humble a- brag. Nice hum- you live near a pizza place. Yeah, cool. you know, I don't want to, you know, I got to pepper that in there. I don't want to say I never showed up to work on time, but I, I didn't show up. I don't think I, I showed up at 2 o'clock any day that entire summer. I was always there by... <laughs> Two or two or two or three, just because I stayed up really late the night before and just overslept. Like two o'clock in the afternoon, I just couldn't. I just couldn't do it. Just couldn't get there. And uh, those sleeping patterns. I'm happy to say those sleeping patterns have not gone anywhere. I'm still suffering from them today. So if you guys, I mean, we are we are recording this at eleven thirty six at night. So eleven thirty six. They probably got another full three or four hours ahead of me. So I'm pretty pumped. Pretty pumped about that. Um. You want to talk? You want to talk about uh, these phantoms and how they're also kind of blowing? Uh, yeah, we'll briefly. They're mention not really, this, but, but see, the, I I don't think the phantoms are really blowing it. I think they just they're outgunned. Yeah, the Marlies are pretty damn good, and the Marlies are really before. good. And, so uh, this is new, your, new territory for the phantoms. Your Phila Adirondack Lehigh Valley phantoms are down three <laughs> zero to the Toronto Marlies, and. Yeah. Yeah, no, nah, I, I, I got nothing. It's just, it's a bad matchup for the Phantoms. The Marlies are really good, and I, I don't know. I got nothing. Yeah, uh, game game one was a 4-3 loss. Uh, Myers did have two points. He had a goal and assist with three shots on goal. Tyrell Goldborn did score, and uh, Chris Conner continued his uh, leading team of points. I believe he still is. Um, game two was a 3-2 overtime loss where Miral Altonen, Scored the game winner almost 11 minutes in the overtime to give him four points in three games, three goals. And then uh, those first two games, the Phantoms are right in it. They only lose by a combined two goals like they're they're in the series. And but then they come home and game three happens. Yeah, game three, they get murdered. They lose uh, five nothing. They're outshot. I believe they're outshot 34 to six. That was my quick math. If that's incorrect. Uh, Sorry. Uh, Garrett, Garrett Sparks got a. 16 save shutout. Uh, ben Smith had a two goal game to give him four goals in the first three games. Uh, and then but Alex Lyon got kicked out of the game for kicking a Marley. But if you watch the replay, I mean, it was. I technically kicked him. It was a. It was no Ron Hextall. Yeah, it, it wasn't. It didn't look like anything that was going to start a brawl or anything. And. Uh, it Mar- certainly wasn't leaving your crease at a ridiculous speed. And leaping blocker first into someone's head. Oh man, I missed it. It certainly wasn't a two-handed swing at the back <laughs> of a guy's knees. That was the Oilers, yeah. 
These are the two-handed slash. Wasn't that the Oilers in the cup final? Yeah, I think that was the Oilers, and the blocker was Chris Chelios. Yeah, the blocker was Montreal Chris Chelios because yeah. he, because Chris Chelios murdered Brian Prop to, uh, and wasn't disciplined for it, I believe. I don't think there was a penalty call in that play, but yeah, yeah literally, you know, it's the '80s. Yeah, the '80s, pretty much anything can go. Uh, but five-minute power play to the Marlies. Ben Smith got us two two goals there. Mikhail Verbiev got kicked out for abusive officials four minutes later. Uh, apparently, that is a Flyers game right there. Yeah, apparently Sanheim didn't look too uh, didn't look too hot early on, but it's uh, he's also coming off that knee injury, right? Yeah, like he's I think he's playing hurt, and uh, it, yeah, I, for, in perspective too. Uh, uh, well, also Morgan Frost and uh, Carter Hart joined the team, but they they're not going to play. They're just kind of there to experience. Uh, AHL playoff uh, hockey, I guess, which they... Ah, screw it. Throw them in. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Throw them in at this point. They're now 3 nothing. Throw them in. <laughs> so switch it up. Uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully they'll be there actually contending in the playoffs next season. I uh, don't see why not. Uh, and three AHL teams have overcome the 0-3 series deficit. Steve, can you name them? See if you're Sadly, I've already, I've already looked at the list. Oh, right? fuck. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's well, what we get for sharing show notes. <laughs> well, as the people already know, I'll just reiterate it for the you know the idiots out there that I don't know. Obviously, the 1960 Rochester this Americans. Is not obviously. Come on, the Rochester Americans are known legends. And then Steve, as we both know, the 1989 Adirondack Red Wings, featuring just, Tyler Tyson and Mike Mikeson, just totally dominated the. Uh, the last four games, they completed the reverse I sweep, and then cannot tell if you're kidding. Just putting first names and last names together, uh, and then the 2013 uh, mu- muscle penguins, the, the ah, good old penguins. steroid penguins, yeah, overcame the uh, overcame the Providence Bruins in 2013, which I believe now I believe unfortunately that Trent Woodfield became the only player in professional sports leagues history like professional sports history to be a part of two different teams that blew 3-0 series leads because i think he was on the bruins in 2010 with the flyers and then he was also with the providence bruins in 2013 which i mean never put that guy on your team apparently especially if you get up big in a series cursed like, yeah like if you go up actually i'm gonna look that up real quick too yeah because that's while you look that up i, I just want to Yet again, reiterate that the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins have the dumbest logo in sports. <laughs> it is just so bad. It's yeah. Let's let's take this penguin, but give him gigantic man muscles. <laughs> man muscles. What a just dumb idea. I I don't know. I I mean, dumbest I hate mascot it. in all sports. I will. This is the. I didn't. No, miss- no, no. I didn't say it's the dumbest mascot. I oh, said okay. it's the dumbest logo logo okay it's a really dumb logo i I guess the browns have a dumber logo because they don't have one it's an orange helmet it's really stupid (laughs) well i was gonna say uh, my favorite uh i'm sorry i was thinking about the mascot sound but okay so which mascot were you uh thinking of well i was just gonna say i liked uh and i I think i've talked about it on here before actually but the orlando magic's orlando magic's uh, mascot is a like dragon a green dragon whose name is stuff they just named him Stuff. And I feel like that was... I just wish I was in the board meeting for that. Like that well, That's the Orlando way right there. <laughs> what do you guys want to name the mascot? Dude, I don't fucking care. It's Friday at like 4.30. Just call him Stuff. We, we gotta get out of here. 
we live in Orlando. We need to go drink lots, like lots and party. So, uh, the Trent Woodfield, yeah, was on the Bruins for the playoffs, and was also part of. The, he was the captain of that Providence Bruins team. He only played in four games in 2010. Now I wonder. God, I hope it was the final four games of that series. That would be wonderful. If he just, you know, just came in out of the bullpen and was part of the game four through seven losses for the Bruins. Pretty funny, actually. <laughs> just completely fucking it up. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the yeah, fans aren't coming back. That's pretty pretty much what we're saying here. It would take a. They were in the first couple games, so maybe there's a chance. But it's. Uh, I mean, the the Marlies are a pretty deep team, and guy like Ben Smith wasn't an NHL regular for a while. Andreas Johnson is, uh, is going to be pr- probably on the Maple Leafs next year. And, I mean, Garrett Sparks has been a goaltending pro- a pretty good goaltending prospect for them for a while, and he's got NHL games under his belt too. So it's a uh, pretty good team. But it was, was going to be a tall task going into it anyway, but, you know, maybe they can uh, – it'll just end up with a gentleman sweep here. Uh, what might be more upsetting news uh, than the 3-0 series uh, deficit for the Phantoms is uh, the fact that Sam Marin, who suffered a pretty gruesome knee injury uh, in the five-overtime game, is going to be out until February now in recovery Ooh. from the torn ACL. So he... Uh, what do you think this means for Marin, Steve? Because he played 17 games this year because of the injury, and now he's going to miss like, a good chunk of next season. And this is a guy we were already talking about. You know, maybe he'd already missed his chance to make the Flyers. Like, maybe he's already not going to make the Flyers yeah. Uh, yeah. at all in his career. Like, he might have to be a reclamation project somewhere else. And this just is another hurdle out there. A, you can pretty much lump Sam Marin in with Anthony Stellaire's. Yeah, I mean, that's how that's how it's looking unfortunately and he's uh i mean he's only 22 he's still pretty young but he is uh he was a 2013 draft pick and we're gonna go i mean we're gonna end 2018 and he still hasn't gotten a, a regular shot at the nhl yet and it looks like it's not gonna happen next season and i think next season uh I, next season sandheim should be a regular and i think i think myers i think myers has really playing, been playing really well and he's he should, get a, shot. Really. should yeah. get a shot next year, and there should be an opening for him there. And uh, I I don't know. It, it just doesn't look good for Sam Morand. And I mean, we wish him the best, and yeah. hopefully he bounces back from this injury. And the, the guy's got potential. He's got – obviously his biggest asset is his size. He's a massive human being. And that you think of a massive defenseman, you think of Shea Weber, you think of Chris Pronger, you think of Dustin Bufflin. There are huge, very successful defensemen like that, and their size is a, a great asset. But, you know, we've also seen like the tail end of Darian Hatcher's career where yep. yeah, it's not pretty being uh-huh. that big and you get very slow at that point. But um, regardless, he is young. So he's still got opportunity, yeah. but I, it's been, it's been a frustrating road for Sam Marin and oh, definitely. you would have hoped he would have made more progress to this point where he'd be a clear cut, no doubt about it. NHLer, and he's been surpassed by a lot of guys. I mean, Sanheim, you mentioned, uh, yeah. Provorov played right away yeah, and for uh, good reason. And yeah. yeah, Myers is surpassing him right now too. Yeah. And he, 
it's a thing too where I don't think he I think his potential like what people expect out of his potential has definitely been altered I think he I feel like if he makes it he's definitely going to be he's not going to be on the first pair he'll be a second or third pairing guy and I think it looks like his outlook is probably going to be like a third pairing guy that kills penalties which I mean if he puts up decent possession numbers it really doesn't matter like if he's and if he's a big guy with reach and speed then it, it, it's fine if he's a third pairing guy. It sounds like he'd be a pretty good third pairing guy, but it's a lot. It's a lot of time to invest in a guy that could be that for you one day, six years after you drafted him. Like I, I, I am curious what this does to his career because it's the thing too, where once he comes back in February, he's not going to get. He's not automatically going to get a spot on the Flyers. He wasn't going to get one. He wasn't going to get one handed to him this year. So it's just right. Yeah. The Flyers have a tough situation too on defense where they have more guys than they have spots for. Yeah. Now you could certainly argue Andrew McDonald's ass needs to get out of here. And Radko Gudis, uh, you know, he, he, he looked really bad at the end of the season. Oh, terrible. Yeah. And, and I mean, I think John Borg wrote an article about how neither Myers or Sanheim is going to be up here next year. I'm sure they're, uh, their playoff performances because they both don't look too great in game three, I guess, which, you know, hot take as usual, but there's definitely a way they could both be up here. Uh, you, you just kind of, you need to sit one of, I think, Hag or McDonald. And we've seen Hag not, that's another guy that has jumped past uh, Murray, by the way, but yeah. Hag, Hag is a guy that I think like Hag would be a fine seventh defenseman. I, I think I would take, I, I want to see Myers up here next year. I want to see Myers and, and I want to see Sanheim be a top four guy next year, which Sanheim was being used as late in the season. You can certainly uh, see both of those things. And uh, the big thing with Sanheim is we saw him actually balance out McDonald in a way where he was uh, palatable. Yeah, he made, he was the only, he was the on, Andrew McDonald whisperer. He was the only guy that helped Andrew McDonald have reasonable underlying numbers. Nobody else could pro Ralph couldn't do it. And Gosper couldn't do it. It was Travis Sanheim actually was able to tilt the ice in the fly shaper when he was out there with Andrew McDonald, which is the reason why it was annoying seeing Hextall switch up, switch it up in games five and six. But I mean, I, I guess I get it because of the situation, but it was a thing where hack going to hack. Yeah. Hack, hack going to hack, baby. He's going to, man, he's going to love, he's going to love getting Jay Beagle next season. He's going to love, Adding, uh, I can't even think of other shitty players that I don't want on the team next year, but Jay Beagle is definitely going to be a flyer next year. I'm feeling it. Caps are going to win the Stanley Cup, and Hexel is going to look at that team and he's going to be like, man, Jay Beagle drove that bus. <laughs> I need to get Jay Beagle in Philadelphia immediately. Get that Tom Wilson. Oh, man. Future flyer Tom Wilson. Now, if it was still homer in charge or bobby clark then i would thoroughly believe that was coming if they if bob clark or homegrown were still here i thoroughly believe that uh john tavares was coming here i mean he's still coming here don't don't worry everybody he's still actually we can talk about that right now too despite Um, what darren drieger might drieger drieger Drager, who cares? He's the Leafs homer. That's all I got now. Darren, uh, I think he, he he's said, got good rumors though. You know, he's yeah, got he some of the best rumors. Yeah, yeah, he does. Uh, he said the 
it's believed that the realistic options for John Tavares landing spots are the Islanders, who added Lou Lamorello this finally added Lou Lamorello this week to kind of tell Tavares to stay here. Uh, the, Lou is now in his hundred uh, sixtieth year of life, correct? Yeah, yeah. He's never he had some of that water from Tuck Everlasting's pond, and he's just not going to die. So, congrats but he also is—he's also a son of Satan, correct? Yes. Uh, yeah, Lucifer Lamorello is his dad. So, it's a shout out to him. Um, friend of the podcast. Uh, uh, so, Islanders, Sharks, Blues. Predators and Knights are all believed to be the realistic options for the for John Tavares. The only name on there that wasn't really talked about before that kind of sticking out to me is the Blues. Um, which, I mean, if you're going to lose Stasny and go out and get Tavares, then that's, I, I guess the Stasny trade would make sense then. But I, I'm kind of, I kind of want to see everybody's immediate reaction of, just everybody being pumped about the Knights and just being like, wow, look at this team. What a what a magical run. And if they win the Cup, just true underdogs. Nobody expected this. And then George McPhee is like, suck it, everybody. And he just goes out and gets Tavares and Carlson in the same offseason. And then everybody just immediately hates the Golden Knights as the defending Stanley Cup champions add Carlson and Tavares to the lineup. What a bunch of assholes. <laughs> I'm kind of waiting for it. Yeah, pretty excited to see that happen, but... No, he's going to stay with the Islanders now. Like, they brought in Lou Lamorello, uh, and he's going to be a good old hockey boy, and he's going to... What a loser move. In. Yeah, yeah. he's act. That Tafaras move would be a very loserous move. Like, that would be something that somebody on the Lightning would do, just, like, being a loser like that. But, um, yeah, he, I, I don't see... Like, the Shark... And the Sharks just locked up a Vander Kane for a big-ass deal. Did uh, they? I missed that, actually. Seven years, $49 million. So thank God we don't have to live with that uh that moral dilemma of having him on the team for almost a decade. Uh, the the Blues, I I don't know anything about the Blues uh, cap situation, but I feel like they're gonna have to pay. I think they have to pay Pareko soon. Like they have to pay. I think they have to pay some people. Uh, I I don't know where well, they got that nice friendly deal for Babby Shen. For Babby Shen, yeah, yeah, and they got uh yeah they got Yuri the Terror off the book, so you don't have to worry about that. Uh, Gerald. Yeah, sorry. You gotta, yeah. You got to say the correct name. Come on. <laughs> also, I don't know how the Predators. Uh, Blues currently looking at 12.9 mil projected cap space. Well, so it'll be tight. Yeah, it, it'll be tight. They have uh, quite a few RFAs, including Robbie Fabry. Yeah, so that guy's going to have. Well, he was injured, so that, that price value might drop a little bit. Yeah, and they gotta they gotta pay to make sure. Well, the Gaskin's not gonna cost a lot. They're gonna have to get a backup goaltender because Carter, Carter Hutton's UFA. Yeah. Um, although they have, uh, I think Bennington might be making a jump next year. He's also an RFA, but he's not gonna cost you shit. Um, they yeah, they have a couple guys that might be pushing for the backup. Um, Philly Huso too is another guy that I think might be pushing for the uh, the backup role there. Like they might like Carter Hart. I mean Carter Carter uh, Hutton w- wasn't making a ton anyway. So, well, you know they could trade for a guy who's got a lot of experience in St. Louis. He's been a God, a reliable, me, if not I, unspectacular, player. Let me finish this for you. Michael Norforth going back, back to St. Louis, right? 
That's what we're talking. We got we're it. Going back home. Yeah. It's bring him home. Bring him home. <laughs> uh, two terrible jokes about the Flyers goaltenders on this podcast. Check. Well, Nailed it. That's that's what you guys are paying for. <laughs> that's why we get paid eight figures to do this podcast once a week. So Eight action figures. Eight. I mean, shit, I'd take that. So would I. <laughs> uh, Steve? Is it that time? It's that time. All right, Steve, new game for you. Let's, uh, Ooh. Six questions, or six options here, I guess. I should say. Uh, more goals as a flyer. You ready? Okay. Number one. Adam Burt or Adam Oates? Real tough one. Yeah. Oh, that's a. You know, I I have to think about this one. Yeah, you do. It's it's close. So my instincts say Oates, but I'm gonna go against my instincts and overthink it and say Adam Burt. Nicely done. It was Adam Oates. So Adam Oates had three. (laughs) (laughs) Adam Oates had three goals in 14 games in 2001, 2002. Adam Burt had one goal in. 84 games. Uh, this sounds correct 1990s. based on 1998, 99, 1999, 2000 seasons. So ba- based on my memories of Adam Burt, mostly getting uh, dragged around and punched in the face by. Uh, oh my God. Why am I forgetting his name? I hate this I guy. Don't know. No, it's, it's that Leafs guy. He's a real piece. Of, Ty Domi. <laughs> yeah. When I He's... think of Adam Burt, I think about him getting dragged around the ice by Ty Domi. After he refused to fight both Sandy McCarthy and Craig Berube. When you say, oh, back then. Okay, I gotcha. Um, back in the day. Yeah, I remember that, bro. Uh, the, yeah, when you said Maple Leafs real pizza, I immediately thought of either Ty Domi or Darcy Tucker. So it wasn't a wide, wasn't a wide variety of options. Follow-up question. Adam Ellis was traded to the Flyers in March 2002 for a goaltending prospect, a first, a second, and a third. Can you name any of those players? Okay, okay. Please repeat. So the Flyers traded four assets for Adam Oates' glorious 14-game tenure in Philadelphia. Allegedly. They gave up a goal, a goaltending prospect, a first-round pick, a second-round pick, and a third-round pick. Can you name any of those four assets? Like what those players became or what who the goaltending prospect was? You should oh have God. an outside I, chance at the goaltending prospect. The other three, if you get at one point in my life, I definitely knew the goaltending prospect, and I am blanking. Is it a a Russian sounding name or like Finnish? He's got the same first name as a recent Flyers forward. That came. That is not. He was French Canadian, but like I can see how it was. Maxime Oyer. There you go. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> so that was the goaltending prospect. Uh, just the... needed to. I just needed the proper clue to really <laughs> go back into my brain archives. <laughs> oh, he got it. Uh, first round pick was Martin Wagner, who was selected by the Dallas Stars, so the Flyers traded that pick. Second pick was Maxime Danielle. Uh, and then third round pick was Derek. So many Maxims in this deal. Kresnovich. Yeah, uh, they all really flourished and are now all future Hall of Famers. So, all right, Stephen, over one. Although you got the trick question, so whatever we're gonna. Uh, question number two: Jody Shelley or Ryan Parent? 
This is a good game. I I am utterly clueless. The other four uh, could be more re- like you're gonna they're gonna be more prominent goal scorers than these two. The, the the first two I started off with you somewhere off once. Sorry about that, but I'm gonna go and again I'm probably going the opposite of the other one and fucking up. Uh, I'm gonna go with Shelly because I do remember he had like three goals in like a month at one point. Uh, so it was Jody Shelley. He could not have had three goals in a month because he only had two goals in 89 games between 2011. Well, he, he had two goals in a month because I remember it <laughs> happening. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. In 2010-11, uh, I think you're right. Uh, and Ryan Perrin had one goal in 102 games from 2006-2007 to 2009-2010. <sighs> Follow-up question. Oh, Ryan Perrin might be the worst. Uh, let's talk about it more. History. Let's talk about more. Follow-up question. Can you name the team Ryan Parent scored against or the season that Ryan Parent scored in? Was it yeah. the Boston Bruins in 2010-2011? So, Ryan Parent was only on the team from 2006-2007 to 2009-2010. I literally Oh, yeah. Just Oh, no, that. and I was thinking it's got to be way earlier if what I'm thinking of is correct. <laughs> is the team right? Nope. Okay, I'm thinking of something else. There is like there I, I remember looking at this this box score and having a, a couple memories from that game, but it's not because of Ryan Parent. Well, what's the answer, pal? Seven four loss to the Florida Panthers on March third, twenty ten. Villy Leno had a pretty nice goal late in that game. And I remember thinking I think it was Villy Leno's first goal with the Flyers, and I was thinking this Lando guy isn't playing that bad. Maybe he can uh, do something during the stretch run here. And uh, sure enough, buddy, Billy Lano helped make the Flyers' playoff loss really painful in 2010. So what a guy. Uh, you know who but, I was thinking of? I was thinking of the the Flyers-Bruins Winter Classic in Danny 2010 Sifrit. and Danny Sivrit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you got your wrong, useless uh, Flyers back ender uh, incorrect there. So I'm sorry. Uh, sorry about that. I mean, it was a. They're pretty much the same person if you think about it. Uh, number three, though, one for two. Uh, number three, Mike Richards or Danny Briere. Regular season. My, my instinct. My instinct is. Oh, that's an important distinction. Yeah. My instinct goes with Briere, but. Yeah, I'm going Briere. Well, he should have gone with Richards because he had 133 in 453 games from 2005 to 2006 to 2010-11. Briere had 124 in 364 games from okay. 2007-08 to 2012-13. So he, nine less goals in almost 100 less games. So, I mean, he, he probably would have scored Richards if he was here for longer. Uh, and then, I mean, who had more in the postseason as a player? Well, that's that's got to be Briere based off just yeah. His, can you so can his you friggin' uh, twenty ten run? He's just unbelievable. He played sixty eight postseason games for the Flyers, one away from being very nice. Uh, if they had forced a game seven in twenty ten, maybe it would have been nice. How many goals do you think Briere had? In how many games? Sixty eight. Is it in the thirties? It's in the thirties. I'm gonna say. 
He was over a, a half a goal per game player in the postseason with the Flyers. Guy was an animal. Richards had 16 and 63 games, by the way. So, um, number four. Uh, one for two. Uh, number four. Scott Mellonby or Matt Reed? No. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. That's this is a great one. game because I am stumped on this one. Um... Scott Melby is also in that weird like time for the Flyers when they were, you know, kind of re- regressing from being cup contender to just sucking regularly. So he was on. The- yeah. Yeah. Po- Post Lindros trade Flyers. Yeah. Well, he according to he was before uh, they, they drafted Lindros. He was in the late 80s. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Like the Ken Reggett era. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, let's go with Melonby because I know Meade hasn't scored a ton. So Scott Melby has 83 goals in 355 games over six seasons with the Flyers. Matt Reed had 87 goals. Oh! In 437 games for the Flyers over seven seasons. Trixie Forsyth over here. But a follow-up question. If you want to talk about Trixie, here's a, here comes a question for you. Uh, Melby was traded to the Oilers in May of 1991 and part of a six-player deal. The Flyers gave Edmonton Craig Fisher, uh, Craig Berube, uh, who, if you don't know, was uh, once the head coach of the Philadelphia Flyers. And often Scott, known as Chef. Yeah, often known as Chef. Uh, and Scott Mellonby for Dave Brown, Corey Froster, and this Hall of Famer. Oilers 1991? Mm-hmm. I will give you a hint. He never played a game for the Flyers. Hmm. Uh, damn it. This is another one that I feel like I know the answer. You'll know the name. Is it Yari Curry? It is Yari Curry. Nice. I got there. Yeah, Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Uh, And I believe he was immediately traded. I think it may have been a three team deal, but like they needed the Flyers and he he was, he was technically part of the Flyers for a little, a day. So yeah, there's a, there's more Scott Mellonby information than you needed in the year 2018. But uh, Steve is now one for four on these questions. Uh, he has a chance to go 500 if he gets these next two correct. Uh, and they're pretty tough. So let's see. Let's see how he does. <laughs> let's see how he does here, Steve. Uh, Jeremy Roenick or Michael Raffle? I feel like every one of these is a trick question. <laughs> It's okay, killing wait, my in soul. Fair, in fairness, I'll give you Ronick played. No, 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 no. You don't have to justify it. I no, 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 it's, no, no. it's actually showing how tough these questions are and how yeah. close these players are. Is that I'm legitimately stumped when I think about this. Ronick, I'm going with Jr. Okay. Uh, yeah, Ronick had 67 goals over three seasons. Raffle has 64 goals so far. In his Flyers tenure, so you got it, Jeremy Roenick. Um, follow up question: two for two for five now. Uh, follow up question: the Flyers trade Roenick in a third rounder to the Los Angeles Kings in August of 2005, and what did they get in return? Roenick, third rounder, Kings. What did they get in return? What year was that again? 2005. This is a tough one. Ronick Kings 05. 
Who would they have gotten? Uh, I'm going to go with just like a random kind of flyer here. Uh, I'm going to go with the Scotty Upshaw. They got future considerations. So it was a, uh, <laughs> it, was a it was pretty much an impossible answer to, uh, to get Scotty uh, Upshaw was part of the, um, oh God, that nonsense with the Peter Forsberg trades. Oh, that's right. That's right. I, I forget like the, I forget the sequence of when he joined the Flyers, but he was part of the Flyers get a first round pick for Forsberg, and the Flyers get the first round pick back and get the Hartnell. I think he got. I think they got it then. They got like Hartnell, Upshaw, apparently. Right around that that Hartnell and Teaminen era. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Um, last one, Steve. Break even here. Jeff Carter or Wayne Simmons. This is a really interesting one. Do you want to make seasons? No, no, no. Okay. I'm, I, I want to I, I just blindly guess again. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> okay. No, I, I, I really am. I think these are interesting kind of exercises, and it's something that you – a lot of these, your brain initially says, well, like, I want to go, well, of course it's Wayne Simmons. He scored, like, 20 to 30 plus each flyer season. But Jeff Carter scored a shit ton of goals here. They have a 46 uh, goal season. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, I'm going to go with number 17. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the podcast. We're done. <laughs> but that's why you did it, right? They were both 17. Yeah. Uh, Actually, no, I just, I, I kind of just picked, oh, I should have done that, actually. I'm an idiot. Should have made it. You should have just taken the credit for it, you idiot. You jackass. There should have been some kind of theme between it. I just picked random names. You had the one with the theme, and you blew it. You blew it! I had two with theme. I also, the first one was Adams, so. Oh, Adam that's true. Adam that's true. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Sea Isle's favorite, Jeff Carter. <laughs> Jeff Carter had... 181 goals in six seasons for the Flyers. Wayne Simmons, uh, over seven seasons, has 187 goals. Damn. So it's Wayne trained by uh, six hairs. Six hairs. Uh, follow-up question. It's a good one, man. That's that's very close. Yeah, I, I really had to think there. Yeah, I thought I'd, I'd switch up the new game. Uh, final question. What does a Jeff Carter shot and Jerry Car- Garcia have in common. What's that, Craig? They're both high and wide. So they're. Oh, oh, oh. oh yeah. That's a bad. Uh, that wasn't a really fair question to you either. It was just a dumb joke. So, but uh, Jeff Carter, yeah. He had. Uh, so he had 46 goals in that one season. Uh, he, he Did he break 30? Another, he had to have break, broken 30 once or twice other than that, right? I would think so. Forget action now, but um, yeah. So I, ancient I, history, yeah, ancient history. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, no, that's the game for this week. You did uh, you didn't do too great, but it was a very tough game. That is maybe the toughest. I game that might you've be given the me. yeah toughest game yet. I just pick out random flyers in history and ask you who scored more goals as a flyer. That was pretty tough. I would do this again over the off season. All right, well, brush up on your uh, Scott Mellonby and. Uh, Adam Burton out and then get back to me. Oh, no, I, I well, number one, of course, I'm going to do that. But number <laughs> two, I, I kind of like just going into it, not knowing and then really having to think about it. 
Uh, I yeah. obviously failed, but it's <laughs> an interesting exercise to me. Yeah, and I'll do other things. I can do goals again, and I'll do some other stuff too. But yeah, that was a uh, it was a pretty good game. I had fun doing it, looking it up, realizing so, guys like like R.J. Umberger had names more goals than names you would think have better Flyers careers, I guess. For the record, Carter had three. Oh wait, is it three or two, two additional thirty goal seasons as a Flyer and one twenty nine goal season? So. I want to, so 2008-2009 was the 46-goal season, yeah? Yes. And then in 9-10, he scored 33, and in 10-11, he scored 36, you know, when he was terrible. Yeah, when he was, yeah, had no heart, didn't care. You could tell by his skating. Uh, so then he had 29 and 7 Correct. Okay. All right. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, he, I mean, Wayne Simmons has been on that, that, the verge of getting 30 in a couple of seasons came up just short. I think he had 28 and 2013, 14, and then he had 29 and 2014, 15. And they got injured for the last eight games of the year, which sucked. All right, Steve, let's uh, do around the league real quick. Been, do uh, around the league and some, some memorable stuff uh, around get the league. Get the heck out of here. Uh, GM finals of the year. Uh, Kevin Cheveldayoff, first job with the Winnipeg Jets, and I think this is a right pick in terms of like actually building the GM finals of the year is always kind of goofy because it it a lot of the times when your team's good it doesn't take just one off season to build a really good team. But I think Shovel Day Off is a good pick because the Jets are actually good this year and it's taken them a while to actually build up to being at that point because they've done a lot of drafting and developing. So George McPhee, which I think what I just said it usually doesn't take one year good year to actually make a good team, but. George McPhee is the exact counter-argument of that statement. And then uh, Steve Eisenman for uh, collecting a big old group of losers. Uh, and then D- David Quinn is the new coach of the New York Rangers. Oh, God. He was recently the coach at – I didn't even put – I think he's the recent coach at Boston University. Forgot to put it down. But uh, they went the college route. So uh, Dallas and New York both went the way of hiring college coaches. Because, so you know, it's worked out great for the Flyers. I was going to say, I guess they looked at the Flyers and they're like, you know what? That team's really struggling to get out of the first round. Let's, let's, let's match their intensity and get right there with them. I mean, it's good to, to give different guys a chance, try a different route than the same old, tired NHL guys that you just retread over and over. So right. it's good to see that. It's just, you know, I said this about the Flyers and Hack's really worn out as welcome. Yeah. Yeah, they... Yeah, he he definitely has, and you know, it doesn't just because one college coach doesn't work doesn't mean none of the college coaches are going to work. So, no, it does. Shot. It does. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry, my bad. Irrefu- irrefutable facts here. <laughs> uh, Paul Fenn is the new GM of the Minnesota Wild. Was the assistant GM with the Predators forever, and was consistently brought up in rumors of GM openings for I feel like years now. So now he is finally going to get a shot with uh, the Minnesota Wild. And maybe he can make that team uh, fun to watch or entertaining or something. So who knows? Uh, a bunch of European signings. I already thought we already touched on Lou Lamorell and Evander Kane. So a bunch of European signings to announce. Uh, Toronto landed Par Lindholm, a undrafted 26-year-old center who had 47 points in 49 games for Skeleftia AIK in the SHL last season. Or this season, I guess. Um, the Penguins 
uh, landed. Uh, I forget to put the guy's first name. Uh, Ricolo, under under at the twenty four year old left hand defenseman, twenty four points in fifty nine games for KPOW. In Liga, Edmonton signed Joel Person, undrafted 24-year-old right-hand defenseman, 34 points in 51 games for the Vexio Lakers Hockey Club in the SHL. I always have trouble pronouncing that name. Uh, the Devils signed undrafted 26-year-old left-hand defenseman Igor Yakolev, who had 9 points in 35 games for SKA St. Petersburg in the KHL last season. And Arizona signed Ilya Lyubushkin. He was a undrafted 24-year-old right-hand defenseman. Had nine points in 50 games for Lokomotiv Yaroslav on the KHL last season, this season. So let me look at what that guy, the Penguins' first guy name, uh, first name was. Forgot to put that down. But <sighs> and had another screw up from Craig Forsyth. Classic case of me screwing up on this podcast. Classic. Uh, Idiot. Thomas made a laugh. Hey, Steve. So pretty excited to watch. Uh, pretty excited to watch the Stanley Cup final. Watch all ten goals that are going to be scored in this six-game final. Pretty pumped about it. Oh, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, Yuso uh, Ricola. There you go. Ricola. <laughs> Fucking Kenny Mayne on the podcast here. Uh, yeah. So it's going to be a. It's just going to be a tight defensive series, and I. I feel like the, even though the Caps' offense isn't as loaded as it has been in the past, I feel like they still have more offensive weapons than the Knights, but I feel like the Jets have more weapons than the Caps, and they, they couldn't do shit against the Knights. So this might be... I, I really have no idea how, which way the series is going to go. This feels like it could be the Knights' season, just because of the way they've been playing, but also the, the Caps have overcome a lot of crap this year, and they're finally in it. And they might be more determined than anybody, anybody can imagine. Uh, I'm just hope. I hope it goes seven games at least. I'm hoping. Well, at least. I hope it goes to nine games. Fuck it, let's go. Let's go let's to forty. <laughs> I meant like. Let's a, get nuts. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know. I mean, uh, I assume the cap. I, I'm still thinking the caps are going to win just because it'll bring as much. It'll bring. It'll continue the the tradition of hockey pain to my life, uh, but. It'll be a lesson a lot this year because of other sports events. So I'm, uh, if there's ever a year for this to happen, it would have to be this year. And I'm fine with that. Also, At least it's not the Pittsburgh Penguins. It's not the Penguins. It's not the Rangers. The Devils. I, don't even, I think even the Islanders wouldn't be worse. The Islanders have pretty insufferable fans. Well, you know, and remember, they were offsides. Yeah, it's always important to... Yeah, that's... Uh, 1980. Yeah, yeah that's that's something that will stick with you. The fact that that was uh, offsides. Uh, but like the Islanders fans, the few I've actually like engaged with are they're the fucking worst people alive. So I think Islanders would be Islanders winning it would be worse than the Cavs winning it. In my opinion, I am a. I am H-O. You have to be humble. That's oh, sorry. It, I am P-O in my professional opinion. Craig, be humble. Steve. All right. Steve Lamar. Kendrick. <laughs> Kendrick Jaco. 
Oh boy, yeah, it's time to wrap yeah, it up. Yeah, we gotta wrap it up. Uh, guys, thanks for listening. If you have any <laughs> feedback, the best place is on Twitter. You can reach Craig at Sports Are Bad, and he's really not feeling great about him at the moment. Yeah, I mean, who cares? We're all gonna die one day anyway, so may as well watch some bad hockey until then. You know what I mean? But remember, the Eagles are Super Bowl champions. The Eagles do win the Super Bowl. I, fuck, I might not watch hockey next year. I, I clearly don't know what I'm watching. I mean, I'm getting every pick wrong, so. You're horrible at it. Yeah, I'm pretty bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> if you have uh, feedback from me, I am monitoring the Fly Perbole account. Uh, you can also reach out to me at Estebaum on Twitter. And uh, be sure to follow uh, BSH Radio and Broad Street Hockey. Yep, I got nothing. You right. got nothing. If you uh, have a long-form answer, I yeah. should start monitoring the Fly Perbole at Gmail account again. I swear I will. I uh, I will say I did put out another draft thing this week. I wanted to get one out for tomorrow. I don't. It's not gonna. It, I don't think it's gonna happen. So, it'll. It should be up Tuesday, and then I should be able to put out another one by the end of the week next week. So then you'll get to get to read about all these these prospects that the Flyers could take. They, they won't though, because I I wrote about them. So I'm trying to pick out players I don't want the Flyers to take. And I'll, I'll You've doomed out, us all, Craig. Yeah, <laughs> I'll put out all the info on those guys. Well, good stuff, and uh, that's all we got. Guys, thanks for listening, and until next time, as always, good night and good hockey. Hello, everybody. This is Fly Purbly. It is a podcast about hockey, mostly the Flyers, but also other hockey things. Like other hockey teams that play the sport of hockey. Steve, but not Steve Hartnell and Craig, but not Craig Ruby. No, this isn't all those hockey guys. These are the guys who watch the hockey sport. Yeah! Hey guys, this is John Stolnes from The Good Fight and the Phillies podcast, Hitting Season. Man, the 2018 season was, well, it was interesting anyway, and the upcoming offseason looks to be even more interesting. So if you want to stay up to date on all things Phillies this offseason, subscribe to The Good Fight podcast feed and get my podcast, Hitting Season, where I talk to Phillies beat writers, broadcasters, and fellow Good Fight bloggers, as well as national baseball writers, and the occasional interview with Matt Klintak and Gabe Kapler. Also, you'll get Continued Success, a Phil's podcast hosted by Justin Clue and Liz Rocher covering all things Phillies, and The Dirty Inning, a hilarious podcast hosted by Justin and Trevor Strunk looking at the very worst innings in Phillies history. And you'll get bonus podcasts every time big news is made with the team. Seriously, if you want to stay up to date on everything revolving around your favorite baseball team as they return to contention, make sure you are subscribed to the Good Fight podcast feed.